This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest. Now, she was born in Brooklyn. She's raised in Queens. She's a motivational speaker, and she's the founder and CEO of C-Fit Coaching. She's amazing. She's a fitness enthusiast. Um, if you see her, you see she's beautiful and strong and fit. And I'm excited to talk to her because, you know, she's been in the fitness industry for a long time. She's worked with a lot of celebrity trainers. And uh, and I'm excited to find out how she ended up going into fitness and, and training and things like that. Uh, as a black woman in uh, in America and just really doing her thing. So first of all, Carmel, how are you? I'm well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. <laughs> I am. I'm. I just. I'm excited to talk to you. So first of all, tell me a little bit about why you decide. I mean, you look like a very fit person, but why did you decide to go into the uh, the exercise fitness industry? Because I love it, yeah. because I love it. And I feel like um, I have a lot to offer people mm-hmm. and that just didn't come out of the whim saying, oh, I think I'll just like uh, impose my beliefs on other people. People are constantly coming to me asking questions and I found myself just loving every time somebody would ask me a question, every time somebody would ask me for advice. Yeah. And I, I, feel, I feel like um, they're very receptive People are very receptive to what I have to offer. Yeah. Well, you you studied martial arts. You've been in tournaments. I mean, you you definitely have been um, doing it for a long time. You've been in marathons. I mean, it, was this always your interest as a kid? I, I, as a kid, I was a proud tomboy. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I was definitely proud of it. But um, my parents could not afford to have me um, join organized sports. And so all that pent up energy, I guess, just kind of like was leashed out as an adult. And um, I I studied martial arts as an adult and pretty much um, in my final final year of college, that's when I started studying martial arts. And basically it's it's been a nice little roller coaster, a little bumpy at first because I did, I did achieve a black belt. Mm. But after I achieved my black belt, I was sedentary for about 10 years. I wanted nothing really? to do with exercise. I just wanted to stay skinny until I realized that that wasn't going to happen like that. that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the obvious thing that I'm really excited about because I've always had, I've never been an athlete, really. I'm tall, mm-hmm. but I've never really been an athlete. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out how to you know, getting, get, you know, motivated to work out or, you know, doing some kind of program one or the other, but as an African-American woman, you know, they're always talking about, we're not fit. We're not, we don't exercise. What do you think that, why do you think that is, where is that coming from? What is the, the, the basis of, um, of that is coming from? I, I have a theory Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and my theory is because I grew up in a household where both parents worked. My mother did not have the luxury of just going out for a run. She did not have the luxury of joining a gym, nor did she have the money. I felt like, I I feel like as um, Americans, um, I am actually Haitian American, Mm -hmm. but as 
part of the black culture, our parents were so um, focused on raising a family, good values, saving money, sending their children to school, buying books, so much more than what they thought was a luxury because yeah. it's kind of like, well, it was a natural order of things. Growing up in Haiti, my mother was just naturally active. Yes. And we lose that here in America. Yeah. As we get older, we slow down. We don't have to go and go catch dinner. We don't have to go and cut down the leaves that we're going to have in our salads and things like that. I, I, with, I, I don't mean to sound ignorant, as, but I just, I just wanted to, I, just, I feel like our parents were just too focused on raising us than going out and, and learning a sport or practicing in a sport. Yeah. And I also think too, uh, cause I remember even like a couple decades ago, uh, it seemed like they, well, everyone was smaller and just in general, everyone was smaller. And then as it became where parents, both parents had to work and then it was like quick, quick fixes. It was also not easy for them to cook, you know, at home, like we used to, cause I know my parent, my mom, would cook and my grandma would cook, you know, or right. can something. Right. Um, so that's amazing. So then you just decided that because you have a love of working out and being in fitness. And so you started, did you start with martial arts? Did you start with just in general, uh, fitness coaching, fitness coaching? Well, I, I started mar martial arts was pretty much, I want to say my foundation. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to run and in 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 school i think it was grade school i got to join a track team for like a second um and it was nothing crazy it just it just left in me a desire to do something more so when i was in college i had the opportunity to join a local dojo and um i did it and i did achieve my black belt and i started teaching classes and i loved it i loved being in front of the room the ham in me <laughs> loves being in front of the room loved teaching as soon as i got my black belt and i got a job and everything i did remain sedentary and i got into a really really horrible car accident mm. and that's what that was like that's what i that's what brought me out of my sedentary lifestyle um, it was the car accident. I broke bones. Um, I broke my hip. I broke my foot. I had exploratory surgery. I severed the tendons in my right hand. I was in the hospital for about five days and I was out of work for about three months. And I was walking with a, with a, um, a walker as well at, at my, I was all casted up. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was a really terrifying, but enlightening um, event in my life. And the way I explained it is uh, as I was healing, my doctors, my doctors really cautioned me and said, listen, don't try to skimp out on your calories. Your body needs the calories to heal. And that was the first time I started looking at food as nutrition and medicine. And, um, and then I, I, I wanted to make myself, as I saw myself healing and my doctors were so impressed at how quickly I was healing. I wanted to help myself heal even more. So I said, let me start being a little bit more active. And what happened was not only did I start gaining this different, 
different respect for nutrition, mm-hmm. I started getting a different respect for my body. Right. And I was like, wow, our bodies are designed to heal itself, given the proper nutrition. So it right. goes hand in hand. And it was those revelations that truly sparked an interest in my fitness and propelled me to continue and even teach because now it was kind of like, well, what else can I do? Right. Now it was a challenge. What, what other challenges can I put my body through and how strong can I actually get? And that's where that came from. Oh, wow. Was that one of the biggest hurdles that you had to come uh, overcome? That was the biggest hurdle I had to overcome. And I got to tell you, at the time when it was happening, it didn't feel like a hurdle. Number mm. one, I was support, I was um, surrounded by so much support and love yeah. um, that I never felt down and out. I never felt like, oh my God, what's happened to me? I broke all these bones. Instead, I felt, how lucky am I to be alive? And yeah. how dare I not take this second chance? So... The fact that it was a hurdle is because till this day, this was in 2006. So it was some time ago. And um, till this day, I still feel aches and pains from the injury, but never would I, I, I don't wish it. I don't wish it upon anyone, but that made me who I am today. And it was a tough period of my life because for three months I was, I was healing for three months. I was, I was going through pain in, in the healing process with the bones and the te- So yes, that was one of the biggest hurdles of my life because um, it was in- excruciating, but enlightening at the same time. Got it. Wow. What about COVID? How has that affected your com- your business? COVID, COVID, COVID. I, I got to tell you, I'm so fortunate. I'm so fortunate. I do own my own business in construction. So it's completely different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And construction stopped in yeah. here in New York City. Yes. So that allowed me the time to number one, really get back on the ball with my exercise yeah. and fitness, because that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate in the fact that I do love to exercise. Some people, it's a chore. Yes. But I do love it. And so that was that enabled me time to get back into my fitness. Now right. getting back into my fitness, I started an, uh, my love for fitness and teaching was reignited. Mm-hmm. And um, what it allowed me to do was take advantage of the opportunity and say, Hey guys, I'm available. Yeah. And so see fit coaching through the help of my mentor, Didi Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped me kind of like streamline my thoughts and streamline my fitness habits and streamline my ability to teach and, um, and basically formulate C-Fit coaching. Mm -hmm. And what it is because of COVID, it was forcing me to do everything virtually. I am a trained um, personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So I was used to always working with people one-on-one. Right. And now I had to get my mind around dealing with people on a broader level, more people than just one-on-one and virtually. Yes. Yeah. But it was a blessing though, because, you know, people still need to work out and they still need to. So if you're already a professional, you're online, um, they can reach you and it doesn't have to be limited to just the U S it could be anywhere. Exactly. And that's, that's what was the beauty of it. And I knew I had a lot to offer and I said, now it's just up to me finding the people 
who needed what I had to offer and um, was willing to jump on board and make a commitment to themselves. I love that. What inspires you? What do you think? What inspires me? Um, athletes inspire me. Uh, it's, it's interesting. One time I was hurt um, badly um, I, at a doctor's visit and I went to an attorney and the attorney said, you look very fit. And I said, why I am, and, you know, my <laughs> ego, you know, came in. and he says, the reason why I say is because if this should ever come, um, blow, blow up this, 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 um, potential lawsuit, mm-hmm. they're going to look at you and they say, they're going to tell, they're going to tell the jury that as an athlete, mm-hmm. you can endure so much more than the average person. So the reason why I bring this up is because athletes, it's mind, body, and soul. Right. It's not just about what they look like in the mirror. It's not how fast they run. There's something in the mind of an athlete that helps them overcome hurdles, as you were asking me before, mm-hmm. helps them overcome the difficulties in life on, on a different level than the average person. Mm-hmm. And um, not to brag and boast, not at all, but just to say that the that what an athlete has to has to do to prepare themselves for the field, for the track, for the basketball court, whatever it is, it's so much bigger than them. And especially if it's a team sport, everything is just so much bigger than that individual. Yeah. And it's so much more than just the physical. So that's what inspires me, the ability for somebody to get out of bed and do what they have to do for their sport. I love that. What advice would you give someone who maybe went through something difficult or is getting older and they need to start doing something for themselves again, working out, you know, or they want to be more athletic after sedentary lifestyle? What would you tell them to do first? Find what, what you love. Find what makes you happy. If it means getting down on the floor and playing with your kids, do that all the time. If it means getting down on the floor and playing, playing with your grandkids, do it. If it means just dancing, do that. Maybe it's just a walk in the park. People think, um, sometimes people think that exercise means grabbing a set of dumbbells or doing a bunch of squats. It doesn't have to be that at all. It could be a bicycle. It could be, it could be an indoor bike. It could, it, it could just be stepping while you watch your favorite movie right. in front of the TV. It just means getting up and moving your body. Our bodies are machines. They are meant to move. They're not meant to sit there. So move. So just move just and move. find what you like, because that's, what's going to get you back to doing mm, it again. That's true. That mm-hmm. is so true. Well, I know a lot of people are going to be like, I want to get with C-Fit. I want to find out what <laughs> she's all about. So tell my listeners where they can find you. Sure. Sure. I'm on Facebook under my name, Carmel Jean-Francois. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram as C-Fit coaching, simply C-Fit coaching one word. Mm-hmm. I'm also on LinkedIn and you could find me under my name there, Carmel Chamoussois. Mm-hmm. Um, where else am I? <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place. Oh, you can catch me on my website. Let's try that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cfitcoaching.com, right? Exactly. Oh, my God. Thank you, Carmel. It's been amazing. And I cannot wait to do some of the stuff we're about to do together. Oh, I can't wait. This is such a pleasure. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. <laughs>